Warning, the following show contains explicit language. Certain people should not listen to this show, such as children and panty-waist adults who cry like 12-year-old little girls when they hear profanity. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Dave Champion, and I want to talk with you about what seems to be an emerging issue. When I say an emerging issue, what I mean is, as states are ending their mask mandate and opening their businesses back up, there's a phenomenon that's irking a good percentage of the community, and that is that private businesses are saying, we don't care if there's no mask mandate. If you want to shop in our business, then you still need to wear a mask. Okay, so obviously that's noxious. The question is, what do we do about it? So let's go back to, first of all, does the business have the right to do that? They do. Uh, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the law just very briefly, and then we'll get into what the business can and cannot do, and then we'll talk about what we can do to show them what the correct path is. Okay, so first of all, I've read the emergency measure statutes in a number of states. Not all of them, by, by a long shot. We're talking about a handful. I'm going to use Nevada's. Obviously, I've read every word of the one in Nevada because I live here. And it provides an exemption for mask wearing if for religious purposes or if you have a physical or mental disability that prevents you from wearing a mask. Those provisions are there not necessarily because the governor or the uh, politicians who passed the statute originally because they wanted it there. It's there because it then is in compliance with federal law because the last thing the state wants is to roll something out and say, well, here's our emergency measures, you better listen to us, and have the local U.S. attorney for the government come along and say, no, you're violating federal law and there's a federal supremacy clause, so you can't do that. You are trespassing upon an area of law that is reserved to Congress. So because of that, there are the exemptions. Short of those exemptions, a business can say, yeah, you have to have a mask to come in, come in here. This is not like, somebody said to me the other day, somebody said like, oh, so they can tell like black people they can't come in or white people. No, no, <laughs> it's not, like don't, okay? So it, it's, I will say that those are all controlled by federal law. Um, I'm not going to go through, I did it the other day, I'm not going to go back through the 14th Amendment, the Civil Rights Act, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so just know that the medical exemption, the religious exemption, the uh, mental disability exemption, the uh, they can't stop you from going in because you're black or white or Christian or Muslim, okay, all that falls within the same category, which is the business cannot violate federal law. So that's a list of the kind of things that a business cannot do. What can a business do? Well, the business can do anything that's not in that small area we just discussed that's controlled by Congress. Other than that, the business can do anything they want. And, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a trend that's gotten huge in the last couple of years, and that is young girls will show up at a place like, I don't know, Walmart or Target, and they'll be wearing their pajama bottoms and slippers. Okay, now, I don't get it, but I don't have to. You know, I'm not 17 or 20 or 21. I don't have to get it. It's a thing, and they do it, and that's fine. For instance, we'll just use Walmart since it's, it's large and national. Okay, Walmart could say, no one can cross the threshold. No one can come into our business unless they're wearing pajama bottoms and slippers. 
Now, of course, they wouldn't do that because they would lose, you know, billions of dollars over a couple of years. They, they would never do that. It's a poor business decision, but there's nothing in law stopping them from doing that. So there's also nothing in law stopping them from saying, unless you have an exemption, you have to wear a mask to come into business. There's nothing that's violative of law concerning a business doing that. So we need to get that button down, very clear. There's nothing violative of the law. Okay, so now, how do we change their position? Major corporations exist to generate maximum revenue, okay? That's it. Uh, there's no such thing as you could, they, they, a CEO would go nowhere. A, a, a president would be fired if they said to the shareholders, look, we had a choice. There was no mask mandate in the sale. We had a choice. Make all the customers wear masks and lose a bunch of money or let people in without masks and make money. And so we chose the option that was going to cause us to have diminished revenue. Okay, so any corporate officer who said that would be gone. Okay, the, the issue is profit, is revenue. Understanding that revenue is the issue and that they want the maximum amount of revenue possible, the equation for a lot of these corporations is, okay, so we have like, don't mandate masks in our store or mandate masks in our store. So which one is going to make us the most amount of money? Okay. Now, some corporations will do some research. Most won't. They're just going to make a decision on what they perceive. And I'm going to tell you what I think a lot of them are thinking. I don't know this for a fact. Let me be clear. But I think this is what a lot of them are thinking. They're saying the majority of Americans believe that masks do something. Do something. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. Okay. So I think a lot of these corporate executives, they don't even care whether wearing masks has any impact at all. That's not their equation. Their equation is, okay, so if 70% of the population thinks masks are cool, then that means only 30% don't think masks are cool. And then when that 30%, we have to consider how many are like really rebellious and won't shop here anymore if we insist that they wear masks, okay? So you see how the, the math of that works out, right? So in order to compel a profit-driven enterprise into not making you wear a face diaper, you have to show them that it's counterproductive to their revenue goals to insist on it. So how do we do that? First of all, there's probably no like absolute concrete method to do this. It is an issue of perception. So here's my suggestion, and I don't pretend to have all the answers here. My suggestion is to use the power of social media to make clear to that corporation there is a cost. Okay, And remember, when I said a moment ago how many of the anti-maskers are really up in arms and rebellious. Same thing applies to the maskers. You know, if, if suddenly a company says, you don't have to wear a mask to shop here, how many people who believe in masks would stop shopping? Yeah, the number's probably very small. They, if they believe in masks, <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to think, well, I got mine on. Okay, so, yeah, knuckleheads. All right, so first of all, I should say, go somewhere else. Okay, that's, that's number one, right? But like in my small town, options are limited. Uh, go someplace else sometimes is not a viable alternative. I've had people say to me uh, oftentimes, I don't shop at Walmart. I don't understand why you shop at Walmart. It's a terrible company. Okay. Without getting into whether that is true or false, 
The issue is this. Because I live in such a small town with so few options, there are things. I can either go to Walmart and buy those things, which is 12 minutes down the road, or I can do a three-hour round trip into Vegas and back so that I don't go to Walmart for something that's going to cost me a buck ninety-eight. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So some places it's inconvenient. Some places it's truly problematic to simply say, don't go there, go somewhere else. That's the circumstance to which I'm speaking. Because obviously, if you've got store A that has what you want and store B that has what you want, one of them insists on mask. One of them says, nah, whatever you want to do, man, that's cool. Go to the one that best suits you, right? Whether you're a masker, whether you're a non-masker, go to the one that makes you happy. In the locales where it is not possible to just go somewhere else, how do you influence that retailer? How do you make it clear to that company that there is a financial consequence? What you should do is set up social media pages. And I don't mean just on Facebook. I don't mean just on MeWe. I mean everywhere you can. Set up a social media page. I'm just going to use Walmart. I'm not attacking Walmart. They're just the most well-known name out there, right, as far as retail establishments are concerned, coast to coast. We're going to call it Anywhere USA. That's the town, right? So you might set up a Facebook group called Boycott Walmart Anywhere USA. Okay, so You're naming the retail establishment. You're naming the locale where you want people to engage with you on a boycott. Now, the first thing you want to do before you do this is you want to do a search and you want to find out if there are other groups already in existence. The reason I say that is if there's a viable boycott group already in existence for your purpose, you probably want to join that group and encourage your friends to join that group because what's going to water down the message is if you've got 50 boycott pages, and each of them have, I don't know, 57 people following that group. And so you you send uh, Walmart's customer service department a screenshot of a single group of 57 people. Yeah, you're not going to impress anybody. But if you have a group of a, in a small locale, such as the town I live in, and it's a boycott this, and you've got you know a couple thousand people in your group, that's going to get somebody's attention at the corporation. And they're going to start looking at what the financial cost is to continue to do this. I should say, if you're doing this on Facebook and you're in a state where there is currently a mask mandate, Facebook being anti-free speech, anti-civil disobedience, anti-rational thought, anti-logic, anti-science, Facebook will probably take that group down. So you want to do this uh, you can do it on any, any other platform freely wherever you are, just not on Facebook because of, they are the people I just described. But you can do it on Facebook, too, if there is no mask mandate in your state. I'm no fan of Facebook, but I continually refer to them here because the fact of the matter is there are exponentially more people on Facebook than any other social media platform. So if you're trying to achieve this goal, yeah, you kind of sort of have to make a pact with the devil. You got to do it on Facebook and other social media sites as well, because you can take screenshots there and send them all over to whatever retailer you're targeting. I'm going to stick with Facebook for a moment. When you've created a group a group in Facebook, there's an option to, and there's a button, blue button that says invite, and you invite people to join that group. So Obviously, if you know that your Aunt Betty is totally into masks, don't bother to invite her, but invite anyone that you know is um, a, does not approve of being forced to wear a mask and anyone whose position on the matter you simply don't know. 
invite them. Then you want to put you want to get put a message together and pin it to the top of the group. So when somebody goes to that group, it's the very first thing that they see. It should be a brief description of what you're trying to accomplish and why. And then it should talk about once you've joined this group, please hit the blue invite button and invite all your friends to join. So what you're talking about here is you want to over several weeks you want to grow this group to thousands and thousands of people. And then the really important part here is you must, absolutely must share it with the corporation, that it exists, what the numbers are, the traffic on the page, and so forth. You have to make sure that you contact the retailer and let the retailer know there is a boycott because they're insisting people wear a mask when the state has no mask mandate. Additionally, you should be encouraging people by posting to the group to send emails to the corporation in their personal capacity, okay? So if you've got, for the sake of argument, 1,700 people in the group, you should be posting in that group, hey, listen, everyone, every single one of you should be sending a personal email to this company letting them know that you are not spending any money there, and here's the customer service address, or here's the, the email address for the VP of finance, or, or whatever you got. You want that company every morning when they start looking at the information that's coming in, whether it be emails to somebody's desk, whether it be customer service sitting down and reviewing what's coming over the night, you want to make sure that every day the message they're receiving is, we're making less money because of this policy. Also, when you have a group and you put up some sort of a post, you can also promote that post, okay? So you can actually pay, it's very inexpensive on Facebook, you can actually pay to have Facebook send that, that post out to literally tens of thousands of people, whether you're encouraging them to send an email, whether you're encouraging them to come on over and join your group, whatever. It's pennies on the dollar to reach tens of thousands of people through Facebook that way. I'm not sure how that works on other platforms. You should certainly look into it. At this point, you might be saying, that sounds like some work. That's an active campaign. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and if you don't have a choice, in other words, you can't just go somewhere else. If you don't have a choice, and this is noxious to you, not it being the, a retailer requiring masks when there's no mask mandate, if that's noxious to you, and it's noxious to your fellow community members, then yeah, you, you're going to have to spend a little time and effort. If it's important to you, you're going to have to spend a little time and effort going through the steps to create this campaign to influence the retailer at their corporate office. It does little good, if any, to ask to see the store manager and say, I'm going to your competitor now because of what you're doing. Okay, that that's like a onesie thing. You know, they've got hundreds and hundreds or perhaps thousands of customers in a day. And one guy says, I'm taking my money elsewhere. That's not going to be persuasive. You want to target the corporate office, and it has to be an organized campaign. What, where does that leave us on this? It leaves us with this. Either suck it up, cupcake, or decide to initiate a campaign. Uh, again, I think one of the most important things that you can do at the outset when you're like, yeah, I'm the guy who will organize the campaign because this shit does not fly with me. That's fine. 
but make sure you search for other groups with the same exact agenda on whatever social media platform you're on. Make sure you search for other groups so you don't splinter your efforts. Because if another group's already involved, you can reach out to the admins. You can say, hey, I, I really feel passionately about this. I'd like to participate. I'd like to promote some stuff. I'd like to throw 20 bucks at it here, 30 bucks at it there. Can you make me an admin so I can do that and so forth? And you can coordinate with them. Once you join the group, even though you didn't create the group, you can still use the invite button and invite all your friends. You get what I'm saying. Either suck it up, cupcake, or prepare to put some work in. Make sense?